Welcome to the Small Business Whole Health Podcast. We help you stay happy, healthy and whole so your small business can thrive and stay vital in this ever-changing world with holistic coaches and small business owners, Jill and Dan. Hello and welcome to the Small Business Whole Health Podcast. I'm Dan and I'm here with my very nervous podcast partner, Jill. Hello. Hello, listeners and hello, Dan. Jill, why don't you tell the listeners what you're slightly nervous about? <laughs> <laughs> well, I am a bit nervous, actually, because normally before we do any of our podcasts, we agree in advance what our topic's going to be and we have time to research it and so that we know what we're going to do and we have a load of notes and kind of know the direction of where we're going to go. But today, Dan has not told me <laughs> what we're going to do and he just said, I'll reveal it live on air. So I've got no notes. I'm a bit freaked out because I don't know if I'll be able to talk. <laughs> you'll definitely be able to talk but the reason you're freaking out is because you're such a control freak I, am. <laughs> I hate being not in control and not knowing I hate surprises mate so come on then Dan put me out my misery what is it yeah well you need not worry all we're going to okay. do is for the people who have listening, been listening to the podcast for quite a while obviously most of you will know me and Jill but I've written down 15 to 20 questions for us both to go through some are kind of really deep, some are really, I don't want to say shallow, which is the opposite to deep, <laughs> but a little, bit, a little bit simpler. We're just going to go through and discuss them, and it'll probably help the listeners get to know us a little bit better. Oh, cool. Right. So, cool. Go on then. I'm a bit right, so, so, so that's, Yeah, so that's the reason you couldn't really plan for it, because okay. I think the best answers will probably just come from the top of our heads. Yeah, but you'll have planned for it. No, I haven't really, because originally I thought, oh, I'll just get you to answer them but then I thought they're actually quite interesting topics some of them and we'll just, I guess we do go on a lot of tangents and we just riff about stuff yeah we do so I'll probably, we'll probably only get through three questions and that'll be it <laughs> okay well we'll do another podcast with the rest of the questions <laughs> yeah right <laughs> so then. should we dive in so these are in no particular yes. order they, they have no pattern I'm just gonna chuck them out there okay okay question one mm. very deep question do you believe in aliens do I believe in aliens? Oh, right. Because um, I know you're a fan of, like, you, you listen to Brian Cox. Yeah. Uh, you like all that stuff. But there's also the side of it where there's a lot more new information coming out these days, like the Pentagon releasing information. And it's like, mm, are they just doing that to divert people's attention from something else? Or is mm. there actually something there and they kind of hide it any longer? Yeah, because imagine if they did say that his aliens have landed. They could probably, the best time to do it is probably in the middle of a pandemic, isn't it? When everyone's mm. like diverting away from stuff. So um, do I believe in aliens? I do believe that there is other worlds in a quantum kind of physics kind of way, perhaps. Um, yeah, I don't believe we're here alone in this universe, multiverse, whatever. Whether they fly around in little like spaceships and stuff for little green men, I'm not entirely convinced about that. I think they're probably living amongst us. Perhaps mm. I am one. Perhaps you're one. Well, you like Graham Hancock as well, which is another reason why I asked you that. And he, like some of his peers as well, they kind of believe that. Well, Warren as well, who you were saying uh, was talking about a similar subject. Did aliens come down millions of years ago and alter human yeah. DNA and were kind of hybrids or... But yeah, so I think a lot of people are like you. They do believe that the universe is so big, there has to be something else out there. Yeah. And maybe it doesn't necessarily mean they're like humans, but they could be. But as well, I think just the the whole idea of aliens are here all the time and there's spaceships flying around 
my big question is, I like to believe that, but how come no one's like just got any normal footage on the phone? Like, isn't it? It's always just like shady footage. Of, <laughs> which yeah. Looks like CGI. <laughs> Everyone on planet Earth has like a 4K camera in the pocket now. How come no one's got any footage yet? So. Yeah, well, look, there is that footage that, you know, we've listened to that podcast with Joe Rogan and the Navy guy, you know, the, yeah. in, the, in the American Navy. And they've got some really good footage, haven't they? And from, you, still can't, you still can't, like, make it out in, like, yeah. a clear picture, though, can you? There is definitely something going on. Mm. <laughs> um, yeah, but I'm always like, you know, all the, like, Roswell incident and all that kind of stuff. I, I always think it's more to do with the Cold War, that there were putting all this stuff out to kind of propagandize the Russians and stuff, saying that they had this technology and stuff. Apparently, I read this book once, and um, Velcro. <laughs> Velcro was invented from the Roswell incident because the aliens, that's how they, so there you go. Vel- the aliens invented Velcro. <laughs> I thought Velcro was one of those accidental discoveries. Yeah, by, by an alien. Yeah, oh, well, there you go, aliens. <laughs> So that's a good start to the podcast. Aliens give us Velcro. It wasn't quite where I thought it would go, but <laughs> yeah, apparently. So there you go. You learn something new every day. So what do you think, Dan? Do you think? Do you believe? You love all of that kind of stuff, though, don't you? You love an alien conspiracy. I'm really interested in it, but I'm also yeah, I still am skeptical about it. I think there's a lot more out there than what we've been told. But yeah, the thing that makes me skeptical is how come if there is all these spaceships flying around. How come no one just has got really good footage on the on the iPhone? It's always blurred. It's always too far mm. away. I just think there would have been clearer footage. So yeah, you know, um, I, have, I have that weird hearing thing. Like I hear the buzz. Right. <laughs> I've heard you say that before. Yeah. That, that, like, that's the mothership. Yeah, I thought that was the moon. Uh, the, I think the mothership's behind the moon. No. Oh. <laughs> right. <laughs> In perfect alignment. Yeah. All right, cool. Interesting start for question one. There you go. <laughs> question one was good. Right. Okay. Next question. Totally different topic. Do you have a million dollar idea? And are you prepared to reveal it to everyone else? A million dollar idea? Uh... You know those ideas where you're just, you're just about to go to sleep when you think, if I invented that, I would be a multimillionaire. Mm, no, Sometimes you forget them just before you go to sleep as well. Yeah, I probably have actually. Have you got one while I'm thinking of mine? Yeah, so mine is, which might already exist, but it's not very efficient yet. Uh-huh. So when you get onto someone's um, website or something, you sign up for the email, then your inbox gets full of all these spammy emails. So you have to go on, unsubscribe, but it takes like 10 clicks to go on, scroll to the bottom, unsubscribe, confirm your email. So my idea is just an app or something like that where you just, it's just one click, unsubscribe from all spam email. Mm. Because something so simple is so, I find it really annoying that you buy something off, you buy a supplement off a website and it's a good supplement, it's a good website, but then you get mm. spam with all the emails every day and you still I know which one you're talking about. <laughs> yeah, but you still have to unsubscribe and it's just a faff on. It only takes 20 seconds, but it's 20 seconds for a hundred different email lists. So I'm gonna, mm. my million dollar idea is invent something that just unsubscribes you like a third party software. That's a really good idea. Mm. Well, my idea is completely opposite to you, <laughs> completely <laughs> random, right? <laughs> so I once saw this program where they were um, making like like insects, right? So spiders do these web things, yeah? And what they did was combine, this is something that I, I could never invent, but I think it would be a really good idea. They were combining a human gene with a spider 
so that when the spider wove its web, it could weave it into you. So your genetic code was programmed into the web. So if you broke a bone, <laughs> you could have this spider, this thing injected into you, into the bone, which the it would be like the web, but it would have your oh, yeah. own DNA and it would rebuild your bone. Half human, half spiders. So that's what I would invent. But then that could end up being like a catastrophe because then you could have like Spider-Man or Spider-Woman. Mm. I think my invention's a little bit easier to make. <laughs> I think yours is a bit more realistic. <laughs> <laughs> I'm talking about building some like software which gets rid of emails. <laughs> You're talking about making human spider hybrids. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you did say we're going to go in weird places. Well, exactly, yeah. So that would be my idea, but I would have no idea how to invent this thing. Or, But I think it'd be really good like mixing human DNA with insects. Obviously, it doesn't go well in the movies. Like the fly, <laughs> for instance. Yeah. Um, but the theory is good. Like you could have like a skin one, and it would rebuild your skin. And I'm just picturing people walking around with like a rhino's horn or <laughs> like a shark's fin, something like that. Really big fly eyes. <laughs> yeah, we'll we'll leave that one there because <laughs> it didn't go well for Jeff Goldblum, but I reckon <laughs> that we could it could go well for us. Right. Okay. Next question. Again, something totally different. I think I've been smoking weed. Um, <laughs> it's actually nine o'clock in the morning when we're recording this. Right. So I suppose this one is kind of on the same lines. We're talking about human hybrids. Do you think humans will live or last forever? And if not, what do you think will be the end of us? Gosh, well, I hope we don't because we're going to wreck this planet, aren't we? And then we'll probably move on to another planet and wreck that. I see, um, what's his face? Jeff Bezos, the richest man in the world heading off isn't he <laughs> he's Is he? gone right see us <laughs> yeah Has he's he... heading off into space apparently what forever i don't know he just said i'm going into space will humans last forever probably not we're going to wipe ourselves out at some point or other i think and then there'll probably be like a whole new breed of like we've had super reptiles haven't we so now like we're the super mammals so what's next super insects like it could be just a whole race of giant ants. Yeah, we, we've already mentioned, uh, well, I mentioned Graham Hancock earlier on, but mm. I don't know whether it's, it's Graham Hancock or, well, he definitely says that there's a lot, lots of ancient history which is just not spoken about. Yeah. And, uh, there's, oh, it's on Gaia TV where I saw it. They find these fossils of human bones, which there was these humans like 9, 10, 11 feet tall all yes, around the world. And them, it's, just, it's yeah. just not spoke, spoke about. And there are some photographs from like, Re- the really early days of photography i think it might be like 1880 or something or maybe even earlier when the camera was just being invented but if it could be photoshopped i don't know but there's photos of some like nine feet humans with like regular size humans and again like you were saying you were talking to warren there's lots of these ancient cultures they just openly talk talk about there was gods and there was giants and things like that mm there's not much evidence out there and i think the evidence that is out there is disputed so much people it just gets laughed at but i think it kind of is there is something there there's been lots of um fossils and bones found where it can't really be explained so maybe humans could kind of evolve into something maybe not giants but i know insect hybrids insect hybrids yeah (laughs) exactly or i think we could we could maybe escape this planet and colonize somewhere else maybe 
Yeah, yeah, we could. We've probably got the intelligence. Just going back to your giants thing, if you think about David and Goliath, there's like a lot of uh, giant imagery and, uh, like um, and stories. in the Bible. And also, um, if you think about landmarks, like what is it, the Giant's Causeway, there's uh, in Ireland, yeah. there's a lot of things that are hidden, like there's a Fingal's Cave and stuff, it was meant to be a giant in there. So there's lots of giant imagery left in folklore and stuff like that and in the yeah. bible and stuff so and it doesn't just it doesn't just come from nowhere a lot of these ancient tribes and stuff it, come, it normally comes from just like stories they talk about aliens and things like that don't they and there's a lot of ancient um paintings which are in like i'm sure it's in the vatican and stuff where it looks like there's like, aliens in the background of like mm. famous paintings and things like that but then there's no writing on the bottom which says, I know, Mona Lisa sat with a portrait with alien spaceship in the background. It's all up to interpretation, isn't it? So Yeah, there's a lot of sim- symbolism in them. Mm, yeah. yeah, yeah. so maybe maybe we'll leave the planet, maybe we'll become hybrids, I don't know. I don't think humans will last forever, though. I think we'll become like the Matrix, you know, like where it's just computers the, the next level of intelligence is intelligence yeah. is artificial intelligence isn't it once they've passed the Turing test then that's it mm, we, we definitely go on that way we're already artificial anyway because we've got our we just have mobile phones technology all day don't we yeah we're already integrating with the with the you know what's mm. it called cyborg I, I wish we would go backwards as opposed to forwards with technology Mm. I, I'd rather everyone stopped you, isn't it, and learned how to kind of make fire again and stuff like that. It makes Hunt. everyone it makes everyone happier to be out. No, that's what we that's what we're designed to do, isn't it? We're not designed yeah. to be sitting around, driving around. We're designed to be running through the savannas with spears. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. Okay. Next question. Where should we go with this one? Okay, then something totally different again. Okay. Is there anything you miss about your old career? Anything I miss about it? Not mm. one thing. <laughs> Really, nothing at all. <laughs> Maybe the people, like um, the people you work with, were all canny. Well, most of them. <laughs> I don't know if any of them are listening. <laughs> <laughs> you have to be careful, don't you? You don't know who listens to these yeah. things. Um, yeah. You know what? It was good at the time. I thought that was the right thing to do. Um, you know, your university, then you start in a job, and then you go up and up and up, and then you get to a point and you think, Oh, what what is the point of all this yeah what's the end goal <laughs> yeah so I was just like contemplating this yesterday actually because you know like nowadays I choose my own hours and I like when you first become self-employed as well you do all the hours just because you think you have to and you I was running around halfway around the county teaching classes and anybody who said they wanted one-to-ones I'd be like yes now I only I worked out and I was I've been working with Warren and he says, like, you shouldn't be doing more than 15 hours a week, which I worked out. And that's what I'm actually doing, like, as in teaching time. Yeah. Because in between those times, you need to recharge. You need to – people are actually paying, not for your time, but for your energy. So you need your energy to be at a, a level where you can give that to your clients. So I was actually contemplating this yesterday that really <laughs> – and it sounds bad that I only work, like, 15 – teaching time 15 hours a week but in between that you know working and doing your own personal development all that is part of the whole self-employed thing isn't it you you the more you learn the more you earn so that's what I really like about self-employed whereas when you're employed you're just going through somebody else is telling you what to do all the time 
and you're not in control. And like you've already mentioned, I'm a control freak. So <laughs> I was probably designed to be self-employed. I always knew that it was a means to an end for me. When you were saying there about doing 15 hours a week, that improved. So you might you might have decreased the quantity of your work, but by limiting the, the amount of time you work with other clients and increasing your own vibration, your quality of your service goes up massively as well. That's so true. That, 15 hours is a lot better and it reminds me of the the story or the analogy I'm probably going to butcher this but it's a story about I don't know there's a a pipe leaking somewhere and there's all these apprentices trying to fix it and then mm. the old master comes along and he says oh my fee's 10 grand and he said 10 grand he says yeah but I'll fix it in two seconds so he, he fixes it with just turns one, one screw <laughs> yeah one tap and he said what 10, 10 grand for two seconds he says oh you're not paying for the two seconds you're paying for the 30 years I learned where to tap the pipe and that's exactly true isn't it you it's exactly true yeah. yeah and it's it you know and you can't give that level of service if you're working like 10 hours a day because you're just burnt out in the next and you're thinking oh god now I don't think that about any of my clients I look forward to them coming and you know really kind of Every one of my clients, I've got detailed notes on where I want to go with them, where they want to go, what their goals are, where we... So you can't do that with everybody if you're just no. taking, like, you know, if you're just next, 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 next. Because you need that, ta- as, as um, Warren calls it, anchoring to your, you need to anchor to your client and then you need to let go of your client afterwards. So you need to write your notes and then cleanse <laughs> yeah and then like but detach from your client as well so that like us because when you're linking into a client it's not just you're not just getting a client in to do a physical you you're linking in completely with your whole vibration if yeah. that makes sense yeah but then you kind of be too attached because if they come in and they, they've had a they've, they tell you some real personal problems that they want solving if you then dwell on that and take it on as your own personal problem it's, it's okay for that hour because you want to help them mm. you want to give them good information but if you take that and you hold on to that for the next week and you feel anxious all the time and you've got 10 clients and you do that for everyone yeah exactly. you're gonna be burned out aren't you so that's true yeah so you can't do that so um in terms of do i miss anything from my job no no nothing all right cool <laughs> right, okay like you said just the people really because you work with obviously self-employed you meet a lot of people, but you don't actually work with a lot of people. Mm. Um, and obviously when you work with people, you you do get to know them quite well because you're with them quite often. But yeah, I imagine a lot of people who are self-employed would say the same thing. You probably miss the people. Yeah, I work with nice people now, so yeah. it's fine. All right, cool. So next up, we'll go super deep. Oh, gosh. If you could learn the date and time of your death, would you? Mm, interesting question, Dan. If I could learn, in my head, I think I'm going to live till I'm about 100 because my gran, like (laughs) like, a lot of my mother didn't live, like she died in her late 60s. But my gran, my great aunt, like on one side of my family, they've all lived until their 90s. So I kind of think I take after that side of the family, like robust farm type women, whereas my mother (laughs) wasn't like that. Yeah. (laughs) So, yeah, in my head, I think when you get to the age of that your parents died, I think that's quite psychologically difficult, isn't it? Yeah, you know? I've never really, never really thought about that. But if someone said, so in your head, you're going to live till you're 100. If someone said, right, on your 100th birthday, you're going to 
peacefully go? Would you want to know that or would you would you mm. rather just be a mystery? I'd rather it just be a mystery. You don't know when yeah. you're going or do you know when you're going to get born? Or might be revealed when you die in a past in, yeah. a, in the next realm or something, yeah. But I think, yeah, most people probably say they'd rather not know when they're going to die. But there's the argument of if you knew you were going to die in 10 years, then because everyone procrastinates so much, you think you have mm. forever to do stuff. So if you knew you only had 10 years, you would probably get stuff done and do things you wanted to and enjoy yourself and be more true to yourself, I imagine. But then it's also like you've you've got the Grim Reaper looking over your shoulder. That yeah. must be an uneasy feeling. I mean, ultimately, it's a bit of a daft question because we don't know that there's not really an argument there really because you don't know but it kind of it would speed the process up of living your true life I think wouldn't it if you knew you only had so long left I think it might freak me out well yeah that's like, yeah that's the other side of the because because as you know I'm such a control freak I'd be like I've, I've got to do this 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 and this and this and I'll probably just end up burning out and dying before beforehand <laughs> yeah. burn out but it's, a, it's a weird thought isn't it it is a weird thought what do you think do we do do it no, I'd, I'd rather be a mystery. Yeah, I think I would. Mm. And just as well, we don't have a choice. <laughs> so. I know. It's a, yeah, it's bizarre, isn't it? It's bizarre how your life pans out. Yeah. Well, speaking of that, that's the next question. Do you mm. believe in fate? Mm. Uh, and to a certain degree, I do. But I also believe, was, was it Thomas Edison said, when hard, hard work meets good luck? That's fate. Um, oh, I, I, I don't think that you can just sit around your house and just go, oh, I'd love to have the job of my dreams or meet the person of my dreams. Like, that's not going to happen. You've got to actually push push towards things. Yeah, my my kind of thoughts are the same on that. I think you do have a – you're definitely put here by whatever or whoever or whatever you believe in for a reason you kind of have a mission to go on mm. but the again the universe or the creator they kind of meet you halfway so however much yeah. effort however much effort you put in is matched by we'll say the universe mm-hmm. so you round on your backside putting one percent in towards your life's mission the universe will just give you one percent so you're still 98 percent short of fulfilling why you're meant to be here but if you go all out and you go for it and it's like the whole synchronicity thing. You start really pushing yourself and working towards what you know you, you think is your kind of life's purpose. Things will just start happening where you think, oh, that was a piece of luck, really. But it's not. It's the universe mm. matching your effort levels. That, that's how I see it. Whether that would be categorized as fate, I'm not sure. I don't think our whole life is just planned out from start to finish. No, I don't. I don't. don't believe in that. But yeah, I probably believe the same thing as you, where your effort levels are matched by and it it's also depends how kind of clear you are in your vision as well mm. if you put loads of effort in but you you're scattered then everything is going to seem random but if you get clear on your goal then it will be matched equally i think that's that's where i stand anyway yeah same here definitely i was watching there's a darren brown thing about luck uh, and people and he proved that people who think they're lucky are lucky yeah, but I've seen not that look once, any but... luckier than the person who doesn't think they're lucky. Yeah, you see the one where look, the person who didn't think he was lucky, he was a farmer and stuff, and he thought life was. Just... He was a butcher. I remember. Uh, a butcher, yeah. <laughs> and uh, they kept leaving twenty pound notes on the pavement for him and stuff as he was walking along the street, and he just didn't see them. Didn't and, see like, them, yeah. Uh... Yeah, so you, I think if you 
if you look for opportunities, you'll find them. Yeah, it, that, that was one of my favorite things Darren Brown ever did. He, he did it in a village in Yorkshire. Yes, I and he, he he put a he put a rumor out, didn't he? Saying, "Have you have you stroked the lucky dog?" There was a statue <laughs> of a dog in the woods, and then he put a secret camera there, and everyone was going along. Then started stroking stroking <laughs> the, the lottery one, and there was like all these lottery wins and things like that. Yeah. Uh, was really interesting yeah he proved that there's no such thing as luck it was just positive thinking that's all it was yeah yeah but then, and- but then there's some sort of synchronicity comes into play somewhere because people were saying these like not miraculous things but like they'd had like a few lucky breaks but really it was just the outlook that had changed it was really yeah. interesting actually it was and the guy who thought he was really unlucky he just did not see any i mean they were driving a big van past with uh, Richard or whatever his name was. Richard, ring this number. You will win a twenty thousand pound. And he just did not see it. And no. it was like, yeah, he was pessimistic about everything, yeah. wasn't he? Yeah, yeah, he was just looking, looking, looking inwards all the time, never seeing the opportunities. Yeah, I'm going to see Darren Brown in September. So if oh, he if cool. he needs anyone on stage, I'll put my hand up and I'll go and get. Will yeah, I see. Yeah. That would freak me out. Free therapy anyway. <laughs> He's probably trying to put a hype. <laughs> <laughs> think think lucky thoughts and you yeah. might get there Dan. oh yeah i've started i've started now so there we go yeah you put it out there i might ring darren and say <laughs> right okay where are we going next we'll go a little bit more light-hearted then okay what is the best concert you've ever been to <gasps> the best concert oh, oh you like your 80s oh. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, oh, the best concert, right, so uh, there's a few. So the first one was my 18th birthday. My dad and my mum took me and my friend to see the Pogues at Newcastle City Hall. It was Christmas. Oh, my God, they raised the roof. Absolute chaos. It was brilliant. <laughs> so that was like a lifelong love of the Pogues started right there. But, um, yeah, that was it was it was just we came out there and we were like there was beer dripping off us because people were just chucking their pints around it was the best concert ever and then the so that was like a smaller one in the city hall and then the best stadium one was seeing Muse at um where right. arsenal play where's that you know where arsenal oh, the emirates stadium. The emirates stadium that is the best stadium i've ever been to in my life oh that's pretty impressive isn't it you it can was, see it as you go in the, in the train and in, in yes London, yeah. uh-huh best organized to get everyone out as well it was just like straight on the tube and best organized logistically <laughs> in the yeah never mind all the adrenaline of the pogs when you're 18 you get into your 30s and your 40s oh yeah i went to see Muse and it was so organized the logistics were fantastic it really stands out logistics you you amazing. so yeah that's the two contrasting uh concerts there but yes <laughs> Of course, and I'm a big fan of Mark Knopfler. Anytime you go and see Mark Knopfler, oh, sound is amazing. That's one of the things um, I think people have, have missed in the last year. And I hope, so when I was like 18 to maybe 25, I used to go and see bands all the time, like mm. maybe at least kind of once a month, once every couple of months, and I used to love it. And that, like you said, that feeling of when you're 18 and you're jumping around, soaked in beer, everyone's hugging <laughs> each other and like it's your favourite music. It's like some of the best, um, some of the best memories like yeah. I ever have, really. And I hope people who are kind of eighteen to twenty now and they've missed this last couple of years. But I feel for them really because they're missing out. Like, aren't yeah, they they're on missing that out. Whole it's, it's huge. It builds like, friendships, <laughs> and so I know it sounds crazy, but it, it's really, really fond memories. 
Yeah, yeah. So yeah, so I've gone from the chaos of the pugs <laughs> to the logistical yeah. organization of Muse, That's... but that Muse were brilliant as well. They had like oh, yeah, amazing. Yeah. So yeah, what about you? Um, so I was probably like you said, I think I was eighteen or nineteen or something, and I went to see a band called the Cortinas, kind of a small um it was a small gig in Newcastle. But again, it was like I had the album, I knew all the words, got to the very front, um, was with my mates, and it was just like yeah, it was just the best ever. And then big concerts. Um, I've been to see a few big ones like Oasis and stuff, but I prefer the smaller ones, to be honest. Mm. Um, yeah, and the City Hall's a good place as well in Newcastle because yeah, it's yeah. a smaller venue, isn't it? I always like concerts there. I remember, see, this is going to show you how old I was. I was, I am. Obviously, I'm aging in reverse. So <laughs> when I was at uni in Sunderland, a, a little unknown band called Blur came to play at our, wow, um, <laughs> our student union and we went to see them and there was hardly anyone there they were just like I don't even think they'd had a hit at that point but one of my friends was like so obsessed with the lead man and she was like we have to go go and see them and go backstage and then so we went and saw Blur before they were even famous so yeah know. and it does happen doesn't it I remember when I was growing up it was at the same time as the Arctic Monkeys were kind of Becoming yeah. big and the the I mean the global now, but a lot of their early stuff they were just playing before they released the first album in like workmen's clubs in Yorkshire. They were from Sheffield mm-hmm. and they were they were huge in Sheffield before they went kind of national and then global. But there will be people who have been there since day one, just down the local workmen's club with twenty people watching. Yeah, exactly, you have to start somewhere, don't they? Yeah, we went went to see Jack Savaretti at the uh, Riverside, uh, not the Rivers, in Newcastle, something, I can't remember where it was, the Clooney, and there was only six people there. <laughs> was yeah, like, it's mental, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> he was like, thanks for coming out. <laughs> <laughs> he was really good. So, yeah, yeah, good. That was a good question. Right, we'll keep it lighthearted then. <laughs> what is your favourite type of food and or restaurant? Indian. Okay, and that restaurant? That was easy. <laughs> 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 a restaurant? Indian. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, like, is there, is there an actual restaurant? Oh, I like um, I like any types of food, really. I'm not keen on, like, um, what's the only Chinese? That's the only one I'm really not keen on. All right. Well, unless you, it's you go really... to which, which Indian do you go to in Durham? Is it Durham you go to? Yeah, we're like Shaheen's. That's nice. Uh, is that top the one near the cathedral? Yeah. yeah. No, Top of North Road. Shaheen's, oh, is that... Shaheen's yeah. No, oh, Ali that... Ali Shan, yeah. Shaheen's is the one mm. up near the cathedral. Oh, yeah, there. I like that one as well. I like them all, basically. Shaheen's and... feels like you're sitting in someone's front room, though. Do you not know think? It's like, yeah. it looks like an old house converted into a restaurant. <laughs> and the lady who owns it, I don't know if she does this with everybody, but she always, like, I, I think she knows us, like... Because she, she always goes, oh, like, hello, part, part part of the family. again. <laughs> and then she comes and gives us the hug and stuff. And, like, I, she's done it, like, for years. Right. I was like, do I actually know? And then I start thinking, did I go to school with her? Did I? <laughs> From a past life. Yeah, she just seems to really know us. So that's a bit oh. sad. Yeah, what about been, you? I've been to both those restaurants and they're nice. Mm. Uh, yeah, I do like an Indian, but my favourite's tapas. I really love tapas. tapas. Oh, I like mm. a bit of tapas as well, yeah. I don't, I don't have a favourite restaurant, but to most everyone I've been to that does tapas is always a winner for me. So. Yeah, I like things like that where you just dab in and have... Just pick. Yeah, yeah, but uh, Indian, I would never starve in India. Or Thai, <laughs> Thailand as well. Oh, uh, yeah, Thai's um, nice, yeah. Must admit. No, um, yeah, any any food, basically. <laughs> I'm right, happy okay. with. Okay, then, so same as what you mentioned, Thailand um, and mm-hmm. India. Is there anywhere in the world 
Oh, what's your your number one destination you want to go to on holiday? If if there was such a thing as holidays these days, um, India definitely. You want to go one to India? Place I've never been, and I'd love to go. All right, cool. We'll keep that one short and sweet. Yes. What about you? <laughs> uh, I think Norway. I like to go and see the Norwegian oh, yeah. fjord and. You like a bit cold, don't you? You say. Yeah, I like cold exposure. Yeah, I don't do really well in the heat. I'm definitely just Scandinavian. Oh, I think transparent skin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I can yeah, imagine whether... you being Norwegian with like all the hair and stuff there. <laughs> <laughs> I got a bit of Viking in us, I think. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Okay, then. So I'm trying to link these together. So, same as we'll be talking about the past, we'll talk about the future. Okay. What would you ask a time traveler from 100 years in the future? What would I ask them? Mm, so, say someone traveled back from the year yeah. 2121, 21, what would you ask them? what's the lottery numbers uh, I knew you were. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, what's going to be the next big explosion of um, what companies to put investments in mm. like if you're going back 100 years now like say we were going back 100 years you'd go Apple uh, yeah. like, wouldn't you you would say uh, Microsoft <laughs> put some money on that Bill Gates fella yeah just your pocket money and you'll be alright yeah, exactly. You would absolutely mobile phone technology. You'd be saying, you know. I think just like with current events, the way things are, I would. Uh, whatever happened with that um, COVID nineteen? Where did <laughs> where did that go? Where, did that fizzle out? Or is, is it COVID fifty five now? <laughs> still going. <laughs> yeah, COVID eighty two. Whatever happened? Yeah, I would say maybe did um is the. Has anyone got any 4K footage of aliens yet? A hundred years yeah. later, is it still blurry? Is everyone still alive? Who well, had it must be in? if there's a time traveller. <laughs> That's true, years. he must have invented the thing for himself. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, interesting question, Dan. What would I ask him? Yeah, definitely what companies to invest in. Okay, then we'll, we'll, we'll do another question, but similar. So speaking of time travel, if you could give advice to a 21-year-old Jill... What would it be? Anything springs to mind? Be yourself, because I've always been like a bit weird. Mm, that's good advice. And I, I hid the weirdness. Now the weirdness is just there, and I don't care anymore. <laughs> that definitely comes with age, though, doesn't it? Yes, definitely. Yeah, even like I'm 32 now, but even like the last five years, you just kind of everyone knows I'm a bit of a hippie, but you just I kind of you suppress it to a certain degree when you're younger, but then. When you get older, you're just like, oh, everyone's weird. Yeah. Like every, everyone's weird. And who, really. defines, who defines normal? Yeah, exactly. Anyway. Yeah, yeah so, exactly. And then that's probably the same advice I would give, to be honest. Yeah. Listen to your heart. Don't do what you think society tells you should do. Do what, Start thinking for yourself. Yeah. And it won't be, like, it won't be easy, but like it, it's harder having that regret mm. and, and trying to be someone else. Definitely, yeah. yeah. That's good philosophical advice. Yeah. Right, next up. Is there anyone people say you look like, like a celebrity doppelganger? Oh, gosh. Um, doppelganger. So, yes, there is a, there's a country singer called Kate Rusby. Have you ever heard? You, she's like a... <laughs> Never heard of her. <laughs> I should show you a photograph. She's from Lancashire. Um, I've been to a couple of her concerts and um, she... What, just, just because you look like her? 
No, no, I saw her at a folk festival one, yeah, and she was really good. But then when I was there, people were, like, looking, like, double-taken, and <laughs> I remember going to the toilet, and loads of people, like, staring at us. I was like, why is everyone staring at us? And um, anyway, yeah, then, then someone said, and loads of people said, you actually really look like her. Mm. So if I show you a picture of her. Oh, it's because yeah. we've got curly hair. Well, it's obviously the hair, yeah, of course. It's the hair. We've got the same hair, and... Um, yeah, that, that's so. Kit must be, I would say, that's a picture of her. Like when she was young, a lot like her. Oh, right, yeah. Um, can you see that? Yeah. So, yeah, Kit must be, would be the one. I mean, my hair's gone whiter now. She still kept hers darker. Yeah. Well, when when I had darker hair, definitely. What I always, I used to get not mistaken for, but there's a, there was a footballer, but he was, you said I, it's my transparent skin. There was like a South American footballer <laughs> who had really dark skin, but he just, his facial features were exactly like mine. Oh, really? Yeah, like a South American name, like Raquel May or something like that. And he did, when I was younger, I did look honestly identical. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so def- he definitely wasn't Scandinavian though. Yeah, that's bizarre, yeah. isn't it? How you, um, who, so I think that's the only person really that I've, that I've ever looked All right, like. Cool. Yeah. Right, we've got four questions to go. Okay. Right, which of your vices or bad habits have you found the hardest to give up? Oh, God, this is a good question because I've been giving them up lately. Chocolate, wine, bread. <laughs> 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 yeah, so I love chocolate. I love a bag of crisps. I've given, well, I haven't given up chocolate entirely, but I've gone into the, you know, the, you know, the bridging yeah. Um, so I'm only eating high quality chocolate now and mixing it with nuts. I'm inventing my own whole nut. Like in my head, it's like a whole nut. I've just given up crisps because I love a bag of crisps, but I've just given them up now. I've done a you, Dan. They were controlling me. I didn't want to be controlled <laughs> by crisps anymore. Just eliminated it. So I've just eliminated it. And bread. Not that I ate a lot of bread, but gluten, I've definitely. Did I tell you, I've lost five inches off my waist since yeah, I did this as well. Yeah, it's just the with the that's probably obviously getting rid of the sugary stuff, but the gluten it's the it's the bloating as well, isn't it? You don't realize, yeah. and you once you try to give up gluten because I don't like I still do randomly sometimes, but I really try and avoid it. But you look at how much uh, like wheat, which is obviously the, the main ingredient, uh, the main thing gluten is in. Mm. How many products it's in? I mean, obviously if you eat really clean and healthy, it's, you don't need to look at the ingredients, but it's in. Almost everything, everything. processed. Yeah, everything. Yeah, absolutely everything. everything. It's in makeup and skincare like, and stuff. Yeah, meat products like sausages. So I didn't even think of that. But then you look, you can now buy gluten-free sausages. And I was like, well, why didn't you tell me gluten was in the normal sausages? I thought it was meat. Yeah. Uh, oh, you see, my butcher's made us some. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I sometimes get to meat online on that, that Coombe Farm Organic. And oh, I noticed yeah. there was like gluten-free sausages. And I thought, well, I just assumed... The normal sausages, sausages were gluten-free because <laughs> it's meant to be pork, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. So, no, um, so recently, I think I've ditched quite a lot of my bad habits. Um, but, like, I've done, I've turned into you, Dan, because I know you're really good at, at that. That whole, yeah. if, it, if it's controlling me, then I need to stop. Whereas I was just letting things control us a little bit. Yeah, um, I'm the same to some degree. So the mine, mine are similar, like sugary foods chocolate and things like that it's the it's so addictive and I, I do struggle with that i must admit some things i can just eliminate like which other people struggle with so like social media and stuff i'm pretty good at just disappearing off yeah that. that'll um, be my next thing yeah some people massively struggle with that some people it's like cigarettes and alcohol and 
weird things like violence or video games. Like, say, I'm, I'm okay with that stuff. But yeah, it's the actual um, sugary stuff, I would say, was probably mine. Yeah, yeah. So get get rid of them. Mm. You can. People think it's so hard as well. It's not. It just takes a... It doesn't even take self-control, like what James Clear says in Atomic Habits. It's environmental. Mm-hmm. Environment dictates what you do. So just don't have it in your house. Don't have it near you. And then you're not tempted. Yeah. I always think it's it's just breaking the first like four or five days and in my head i don't know if i imagine everyone has to be the same they imagine that they're going to give up say we're talking about sugar for instance you're going to give up chocolate and sugar you imagine that you're just going to give up and it's just you're just going to sail through it you Mm. need to tell yourself this is going to be very hard for the first four or five days and if it's if you're struggling for those first four or five days that's that's exactly the reason why you need to give it up and mm-hmm. you have to expect it to be hard because you're addicted to it. Yeah. And it just quit something that you've done your whole life and expect it to be easy. Even things like coffee. If you're struggling those first four or five days, then something is going right. It, exactly. proves, that, it proves that you're addicted and it proves that the you're just about across that threshold. Because from four four or five days, Mark, it'll become two weeks, it'll become six months. And it's the, the initial impetus is the hardest part by a long way. And you have to get through that. But so often I've done it, you get to the two day mark and you kind of take it anymore. So you, you, you fall back in often worse than what you were in the first place. Yeah. It, you have to expect it to be hard, um, but it will be worth it. Yeah, definitely. Especially when you see the benefits of it. Absolutely. Yeah. All right. Okay. Cool. Three questions to go. Three days to yourself. Three what days do you to do? myself. Oh my God. Three days to myself. I t- can I have the dog with us? Yeah, but there's no rules, three days. Okay, so three days to myself. I've got the dog, I've got a whole collection of books, walk, read, that's it, nothing else. Cool, short and sweet. Right, is there any activity which makes you say, I've always wanted to do that? Mm, any activity that makes me say, like, as I'm, I've done it? Oh, or, no, like, no, you want to do it. Like, I want to do it. For me, skydiving, I've always wanted to do it, and I just yeah. need to get around doing it. No, I don't want to just do skydiving. No, I can't think of anything really. I can't think of anything off the top of my head that I haven't done. Right, okay, cool. That right, I'd so want to do. We'll Drumming, I want to drum. drum. <laughs> right. You want to join a Canadian steel drum, drum band? Yeah, I want to drum in circle. So you need to get your drum and then we can drum together. Right, okay. So With other a, people. So <laughs> final question, same as you mentioned the dog in the yeah. last question. What is your power animal if you have one? Or what is your favourite animal apart from dogs? Um, or anything, any animal. I love horses. Um, my power animal. Oh gosh, what would my power animal be? I need to meditate on this one, Dan. This well, is not I think a quick you've, I think you've secretly revealed it at the start of the episode. I think you're a oh. spider-human hybrid. <laughs> <laughs> spider-human hybrid. Yes. <laughs> um, oh, I don't know. What about you, Dan? I'm thinking of it. An eagle. <laughs> mm, I don't know what my power animal is. I've not really gone into that. Paul Checkers no. actually does a power animal course, doesn't he? But, oh, yeah, we maybe should go on the course yeah. and then we'll discover <laughs> yeah. our power animals. But um, favourite animal is probably a polar bear. I do love a polar bear. A polar bear? Mm. Oh, I, I don't watch that thing on the Arctic. Did you watch that the other night? With oh, Bruce yeah, when he killed one. Yeah, I watched mm. it. I kind of understood it though because they were like genuine Inuits and they, they, were, they were wearing the fur. To, yeah, they were like, using the whole. It was still a bit harsh to see the poor, poor polar bear's face just being shot like an hour before. But, mm. yeah, anyway. 
I love Bruce Parry. Um, that's a completely different topic of conversation. But um, yeah, so I put, yeah, I could see him more as a bear. Definitely the bear spirit. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> we'll call you chief drumming bear. How are you, Indian name? We need to drum and um, summon up our, our power animals. So we'll let the listeners know when we've found those. But yeah, favourite animals, I like any animal, as long as it's not a frog. Amphibians aren't my favourite. Yeah, yeah no frogs. anything, any, any animal, I, I like all animals and horses in particular and dogs. All right, cool. All right, we'll, we'll call it there. So listeners, hopefully you've enjoyed getting to know me and Jill a little bit more with those random questions. And maybe I know, they were good, actually, Dan. I'm going to get some random questions for you next time. <laughs> hopefully it's made people think about their own fate, power animals, places they want to go, things they want to do, good memories. The if idea wanna... was just conjure up thoughts in the listeners' heads as well. Yeah, if you want to let us know, then let us um, do get in touch because we love to hear from you. Yeah, remember you can find us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Jill's website, Podbean, Google Home, Alexa, Alexa. all that jazz. All over the place, all our. Great, we'll see you again for another episode soon. Bye.